0: All right, hello idiots on parade, the too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Things are well here. Um, so much to talk about today. I am actually angry, but we need to start with your story and it will wrap into my story. So we are podcasting the day of our podcast. It's Monday. I uh, usually post it by now, but uh, we're going to record it. I'm going to quick edit and post it on Monday the 20. what day is it the 21st um, we we didn't record Saturday because you got blackout drunk again, but you had a reason. You had an excuse. What happened to you on Friday night?
1: Yeah, this was actually a fairly decent reason as far as getting drunk and not being able to do the podcast goes. Um this is probably the best so far, I'm gonna say. Um I I was at work and I, I do like the real estate thing and then I also do a bar back thing now at a steakhouse where like I stock the bars and grab wines and that kind of thing. Um so, I, I'm running up the stairs with this giant crate full of liquor, right? And our our stairs are kind of like double stairs, like with like a split foyer kind of thing. You run up one and then you're halfway up. Then and there's you turn a little like and run landing.
0: Yeah, okay. Like, like yeah, a hotel. Yeah. Hotel stairs are usually like that.
1: Yeah, but on the bottom half of the first one, there's this low dip. And so, when you got like tall shit on your shoulders, sometimes you bump it on there. Well, I bumped this thing, which probably had a good like 15, 20 bottles of liquor in it, some of it pretty expensive, too. And it kind of it shifted the weight a bit in my shoulder, but I had shit in my other hand as well, so I couldn't really straighten it out. And I'm running up the stairs all fast. I turn around, and I hit somewhere toward the top of the second one and, like, tripped real bad. And I kind of did the thing as I was falling, like, to try to save the liquor, which I did save most of it. Only thing that smashed was one bottle of Belvedere, and pretty much all vodka tastes the same anyway. That's true. So, and like, pretty that's, good. you know, I
0: mean, if you've got what'd you say, like, ten bottles, or something, I mean, just dropping one—that's yeah. pretty good.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, there was like, there was like, eighteen-year-old scotches in there. Oh, man. dude, I mean, it was—you would have got yeah. fired. <laughs> no, nah, not—I I don't know, man. Like, they were telling me actually, they—they they were so fucking cool about it that they were like, dude, next time just let the liquor go, you know. But <laughs> like, I was like, dude, no, I as a lifelong alcoholic. <laughs> i can't just spill an entire thing so i basically i did the thing as i was falling like a wide receiver holding the football and stretching it out yeah, over yeah, the, yeah. the fucking you know and and so that way it kind of landed on the corner then fell on its side as far as just like tipping a whole thing of liquor on top of each other so out of those like 15 20 bottles i only broke one of the cheap ones man um because it, yeah it's a fucking high-end place man they, they got like expensive booze but luckily even like I mean, I'm not saying there's no pricey vodkas out there, but it, you don't notice as much of a difference in the taste of vodka. So,
0: I mean, there maybe tends to not be if you're drinking it straight, which no one does. But I, right. I was a bartender for years, and I may have talked about this uh, on here before, but I worked at a like low end high end restaurant. It wanted to pretend it was high end but only white trash ate there. And so what I did, I got pissed at a customer my very first day as a bartender there. So for the rest of the time I was there, maybe 4 or 5 years, anytime anyone ordered wine, I gave them either the house cabernet or the house chardonnay. They would come in and say, "Give me your driest merlot." And I would just pour them well cabernet and or yeah. give me a pinot noir or and or give me give me anything, at Riesling, and I would give them Chardonnay, and no one ever busted me because, you know, they were Oh, yeah, dude. And so I'm saying with vodka, someone orders a vodka tonic, and they says, I don't want the well vodka. Give me Absolute or something Smirnoff. You could pour the well, and no one would taste the fucking difference once it's dude, tonic and lime.
1: Oh, yeah, especially if it's a mixed drink. Fucking forget about it, man. Like, no way. Even even with shots of vodka, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's it's pretty goddamn hard to tell it's it's not like whiskey and they did so well
0: i I didn't mean to talk about this but since you mentioned the vodka thing uh later in our podcast i wanted to talk about podcasting again what we talked about last week because i found actually a couple i like listening to and one of them did a study and it showed that people who are wine connoisseurs people that like oh, this is a beautiful wine It has a hint of ball sack and a, just a susan of, you know, dishwasher liquid. People that think they know wines, they tricked them simply by putting cheap wine in an expensive bottle and pouring it for them, and they literally were like, oh, yes, this is the best wine ever. It's like, yeah, you're drinking three-buck Chuck from Trader Joe's. So even the oh, experts yeah, were fooled just by putting it in the more expensive bottle. Back to well, your like story. Well, like,
1: my girlfriend has a server for that stuff. Okay. She, she, she will, I mean... It's kind of her job to
0: push, push the higher expensive end, yeah. wine on people.
1: Yeah, and she hasn't drank most of this stuff. I, I, you know, they're, they're not going to fucking crack a $400 bottle very often or a $1,000 bottle just so that we can get little sips so they can be like, See, doesn't that taste
0: good? Tell the people at the table yeah, that that so fucking tastes good. We can say, and I'm had sure had it, it tastes my great. my favorite but. wine in the restaurant, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it should just be all. Oh, it's an earthy. It's got a you know an aftertaste of uh, grains. It's very dry, but it's it's sweet. It's you know. It, it should just use all these you know, like basically like wine what I terms. was saying, but more yeah, yeah. more pretentious Bullshit terms because I don't terms. yeah. And, and people are just kind of eat it up, man. Whereas she was saying that like. The people that are really like into wine, like they're straight up wine connoisseurs, they're not asking her what the fuck she thinks. She's she's the server. They're looking at the list and going, "I'm drinking this, this, and this." I, I don't need to know her fucking opinion on oh, what's earthy, what's dry, yeah, which which people, one do you like? Yeah. You know, and- I want the
0: '67 Merlot from Napa Valley, not the one from France. Right. France had a bad year that summer or winter or whatever.
1: Yeah, that would be like Siskel and Ebert asking the guy at Blockbuster what the <laughs> fuck he thought of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, they, they don't do that.
0: <laughs> so, you're saving the liquor. Back to your falling. Oh, night. yeah. We're, we're interrupting so, ourselves, but it's it's good interrupting because we're just going off on tangents. But you fell, you saved the booze, but it's not just that you dropped the booze. You... Well, yeah, so I, I, took
1: the, I, I took a blow on the shin pretty goddamn bad. As I was going down, like I, I mean, I, I really like braced with my shin against the side of the stairs, and I, you know, at the time I, I didn't really feel it that much because you know there was a lot going on. And I'm trying to clean it up real quick, and uh, um, you know, so I, I start noticing later that wow, this thing's really starting to swell up and hurt. I, I should begin drinking immediately. And uh, so I, I started drinking and I'm like, I'm just going to I'm going to do like the, the old fashioned Wild West. I'm just going to do shots until my leg doesn't hurt anymore. And I, I remember like after work being at the bar and like there's this cheap bar kind of by the, the, the place. And I, I, I remember being like, wow, I'm I'm trashed right now, but my leg still really fucking hurts <laughs> like tomorrow <laughs> is not going to be good. And then I blacked out and woke up at like two in the afternoon, still drunk or whatever. But black I pulled out my leg at up. the
0: bar. You, you don't remember getting home? No,
1: no. And so I I, I pulled my leg up, or my my, my pants up, and just my like I I was bleeding, but I didn't I didn't notice it, and it was like stuck to my fucking oh pants, yeah now man. it's all
0: caked on because the wound closed and so yeah dude it's blood. it's
1: all puffy and swollen and just a fucking wreck. And so yeah, work was not good. Um, I was drunk with a fucked up leg. Um, although I mean, you know, luckily that's it's such a physical job that even if I show up like just fucking annihilated from the night before, after about a half hour, I'm I've I'm, I'm good to go, man. You like sweat you, it you Yeah, dude, you, you sweat it out and you're you're into work mode real fucking quick. So
0: well, I said, but
1: but the leg by the end of the night was goddamn awful.
0: Man. And how was it today? Several days later, that was Friday. Well,
1: luckily yesterday I just laid around uh, mostly sober and and iced the thing. And I, I mean, you know, I, I drank a little bit of this stuff called Coquito. I don't know if you ever no, heard of that. Heard it's heard basic, that, no. dude. It's like it's like a like a Puerto Rican eggnog. No. it's it um, sounds gross, dude. No, it's fucking delicious. My 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 uh, my my roommate's girlfriend's mom makes it. And it's sort of like eggnog, but it's got like a banana-coconut kind of thing going. And it's stronger. Got a lot of rum in it. And, dude, it's, it, it's fucking delicious. It's it's like it's like eggnog, but stronger All and right. tastier.
0: Well, here I said that I was angry, and I wanted you to tell your story first because this is why I was angry. Because when you said you couldn't podcast, I'm like, no worries, dude. I'll just do it like I did the week before. I'll record with the comic I'm with. You know, it'll just be sort of like a, a guest speaker podcaster. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want to do it in the afternoon because I was in Oklahoma. I was at a comedy club in Oklahoma, and my drive home was nine hours with the other comic. I brought him with me. I said, hey, you want to go on this run? So we were going to be in the car together for oh, nine dude, hours. Oh, yeah,
1: that's fucking perfect. Yeah,
0: and I, said, Why not? and I said, I've said, i never done this before. Let's do a car podcast. I'll just throw the recorder on, and we'll talk. Oh,
1: uh, but it was too much side
0: noise. No, man, that's, from- I, I said that. I said, no, this could sound like shit. There could be a lot of side noise. We'll see what's, We'll see what it sounds like, and if I can't use it, I can't use it. But anyway... Um, what happened was we're talking, we're doing the podcast and we're literally about to wrap it up. I said, Hey, uh, get the flashlight out on your phone. Use the flashlight app. Let's take a, look. Oh, we're at 28 minutes. Well, this is usually we sign off at about 30. But as I was saying that we started going down into a valley and as we start going down, I look and all you hear me say, or what you, As I went, Holy fucking shit. Christ is that, are those headlights in our lane? And the other comic goes, yes, they are. And so there is, there are headlights in the, the oncoming lane and there are headlights in our lane. And I don't know if it, the, the headlights in our lane were obviously back far enough that the person, it wasn't like neck and neck. One car wasn't trying to pass another car. It was just, they were in our lane incorrectly. And as I'm saying that I pop the car in the neutral, I start slowing down. I'm looking to my sides to see where I can go because this car is coming right at us. And I realized that as we're going into this valley, there are uh, guardrails because there's like a 20-foot drop-off. They just sort of built up the road. Well, as I'm trying to figure out what to do, the car... Now, I'm guessing is,
1: the comedy clubs don't really have workman's comp for this kind of thing. Yeah, and
0: plus, I was off their property anyway. We were a half an hour away. We were starting to drive home. So it's like, you know, almost 1 a.m. or something. Um, so anyway, as I'm looking, the car corrects. It's like, oh, shit, I'm in the wrong ha- wrong lane. And it goes back into the correct lane. But... It was must have been going too fast because then it's in our lane again. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And then I realized, as I said, what the fuck are they doing? They're racing. No, they fishtailed when they went when they corrected when they realized they were in our lane and went back into their correct oh, lane. Oh shit! They lost control and so they came back in our lane and then fishtailed and spun, not all the way around, didn't do a 180, but then went back into the correct lane and smashed into the guardrail on that side. Nice! And I'm still slowing down in case it's going to bounce off the guardrail back into my lane and hit me, because, like I said, the instant I saw it, I immediately slowed down, popped it in a neutral, and, you know, I wasn't going to speed at it, but then, you know, by then I'm passing it, and I see it sort of smashed up on the side, and, uh, I'm I'm probably going 20 miles an hour now down from 65, um... and we come to the bottom of the valley, the hill, and we're coasting. And I'm like, well, do you think we should go back? It's a one-car accident. It's not our fault. And I look, and another car is pulling over next to it. And I'm like, well, I think we should go back and just check. I'm sure they have a cell phone. So we we turn around. We drive back up. And there's a we're in Oklahoma. So there's this, like, stereotype cowboy there. And he's talking to him, and it turns out to be like six Indian teenagers. And I mean uh, computer tech teenagers from overseas. And they literally, and I hate to do this, but they they talked like Apu from The Simpsons. I got out of my car and walk up, and she's going, Oh my God, I don't know what I can do. Thank you very much. I can't pay for this. You're like, I can't do a good accent, but that's exactly what I'm like. Try not to laugh, like, oh, stereotypes are funny. Yeah. But the cowboy was being the nicest guy in the world. He's like, sweetie, it's all right, honey. It's just a car. You're fine. Is everybody good? Do you need a cell phone? And she's just saying, I can't believe I wrecked my car. I can't. And he's like, it's okay. Is every person fine? It's just a car. And she just won't listen to him. She's like, all right, well, if you guys got to call the cops, go ahead. I'm leaving because they weren't listening to him. So I looked at the other comic. I'm like, do you guys need... No, nah, she's come?
1: right, though. Like, that... hurt. Her Indian father, even though he's got no. millions of dollars, he, <laughs> he's gonna he, he, he's, he's a very thrifty man. He's gonna arrange marry her to a to a fat ugly guy and <laughs> exactly. just fucking get back at her for this one.
0: Yeah, so then we left and so here's the anger part. When you and I record, I have to plug in we do it over the phone using the computer. so I plug an attachment into the microphone that overrides the open air microphone. I use the internal microphone and I never unplug that. So when I went to load the podcast I'd recorded, it was just dead noise because it recorded minutes uh, the minutes ticked off, but we didn't get anything on tape. None of the accident, because we were doing a blow-by-blow blow, like, whoa, it just smashed into yeah. the guardrail. And like, well, we should talk to him. Let's turn around. We're driving up. Yeah, the front end of the car is pretty smashed up. And none of that, that would have made like a good ending to the podcast as we're talking just about bullshit. And then then there's an accident at the end. So that that's why I'm pissed is I forgot to take the thing off and didn't get the accident. That sucks, man. But you know it
1: that's all right because now we're we're getting to go back and re-record it now that I'm I'm, uh, I'm actually sober and I'd like to think that all of our podcasts are kind of
0: like car crashes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the train wreck podcast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jake and Nathan start talking and nothing good comes of it. Well, let's let's keep circling back. I keep mentioning like things like I'm angry and we'll get to it later and I mentioned I found good podcasts And I did find two that were nothing, they were basically information, they were like news podcasts, so it wasn't overproduced bullshit like we talked about last week. Um, One is called Hidden Brain, and we can talk about that either first or second, and the other is uh, um, Serial, and I want to talk about both of them. Which one do you want to talk about first, Jake, Hidden Brain or Serial?
1: Let's do Hidden Brain. I've never heard that one, man.
0: Okay, Hidden Brain is usually like 20 minutes long, uh, sometimes 30, and they just take one topic and examine it. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I just thought it was interesting what happened last night and you and I. Like, the, 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 what happens when you miss a podcast, uh, what you say? Oh, dude, what, what do you always text me? Ah, uh, something about being drunk? Well, no, it's usually you say, oh, I'm sorry, dude, I, I forgot this, or I got the time wrong, and I text back, like, oh, you're right, I texted neither, but there's always an apology in there, and, like, when you say, like, oh, dude, I fucked up, I'm like, god damn it, and then you say, I'm sorry, I'm like, ah, you know, it, it happens, big deal, like, I don't get angry ever, but even when, right, you, right. when you apologize, it, like, even the little, like, moment that I had where it's was like, god damn it, Jake, it goes away. So this podcast I listened to on Hidden Brain talked about apologies, and... They did a study. They hooked up, like, not an MRI, where, but they did a thing where they put a cap on, like, in Ghostbusters, where it's hooked to a sieve uh, or a strainer. Wait a minute. They Somebody actually funded a scientific study to figure
1: out if somebody fucks up, whether or not they apologize. Like, that'll that will make a difference? Oh. Them.
0: Really? No, they, they studied the... Per- so this is what they found, that if someone fucked up and said, I'm sorry, it set off certain brain waves that made them feel better about this situation. However, if they fucked up and refused to apologize, they sent off more brainwave power and felt better about the situation. So being a dick makes you feel better about your actions. Overall, if you apologize, it makes the overall situation feel better because the other person feels better and the two people come to an understanding. But they found that if you do not apologize, yeah, it makes you a dick, but you feel sort of empowered by the fact that you're a dick. And we, I I read. Is that why
1: Donald Trump always seems like he's strangely in a good mood?
0: Yes, and they they did a. This was not on the podcast, but I read a Bloomberg Business Week like a month ago that showed that when a company, a corporation, fucks up, if the CEO comes out and says, "Hey, we fucked up. We're sorry. We will not do it again," their stock drops in price every time. However, if the CEO comes out and says, "Well, we fucked up. Now we're moving forward." Their stock stays the same or goes up, because in the business world, an apology is seen as as weakness. So they're doing all these studies on apologies and finding out that, well, it generally helps personal relationships, it fucks up business relationships, and it makes people who apologize feel weaker than if they wanted to be a dick. It's amazing.
1: So basically, never to apologize to anyone you don't know and are never going to see again?
0: Yeah, I guess that would be one take from it. If you don't care about the interpersonal relationship, yeah, just take that little empowering moment for yourself and say, hey, I fucked up. Deal with it. Dude, just for that, I'm, I'm going to walk around on
1: the subway all day today, bumping into people real hard and just looking at them and going,
0: <laughs> whoopsie, and then just fucking <laughs> on to the next one. You're going to be walking around on your Pump. bum leg? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually have a good, justifiable reason to be bumping there into people. Go. My leg's fucked up right
0: now. Yeah, instead of saying, sorry, my leg's fucked up, it's like, hey, my leg's fucked up. What are you going to do? <laughs> gonna just yeah. Apologize to
1: my leg for being in its way, you
0: dick. So yeah. the reason apologies tie into what happened last night, did you hear what happened last night on the Miss Universe pageant? No, I...
1: Uh... Call me crazy, but I don't follow Miss Universe as much
0: as I probably should. Neither do I, except this morning. It's all over social media because Steve Harvey read the wrong name. So he said the winner of Miss Universe is Miss Columbia. And they put the crown on her and uh, she was walking around waving. And then Steve Harvey had to come back out. And he has this look on his face like, I'm so sorry. And he apologized and said, this is on me. And he shows the card. And it goes to Miss Philippines. And so, I mean, you you should watch the clip. And the reason you should watch the clip is... That's so awesome. It ties in with apologies. Steve Harley apologized. And he apologized this morning. That's why it's all over. That's the only reason I found out about it. I didn't know, you know, anything about Miss Universe until... But this is what I thought was really, really cool. In an age of voyeurism where everything we do is made to go viral so everybody can gawk at it, you watch the clip of what happened last night and the director of Miss Universe, the TV show, refuses to show Miss Columbia's face. It takes you a second to realize that it's happening, but every single shot has her framed out of it because she's going through hell at this moment. They could have filmed her and it would have gone viral. This woman you know, watching her dream come crashing down because she was told... You win. Oops, sorry. No, you don't. But the director is actively avoiding allowing her to have a private moment, even though she's in an arena full of people. I thought that was really classy and really, you know, for the director to think of that. Like show Miss Philippines, don't show me until she's finally absorbed it. Then they. Well, you know, we did the same
1: thing with George Bush in two thousand, and we 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 didn't go back and be like, my bad. We just kind of let him be president for eight years. This is true. This is true. I think yeah. I I think the Miss Universe pageant and steve harvey has uh more integrity than the american Supreme court system.
0: yes yes, yeah. that is a good twist on it so all right now let's get into the meat of it and uh I'll tell the listeners this because it's christmas week jake and i are going to record for an hour and split it into two parts that way we can uh we don't have to worry about hooking up and because i'm traveling oh yeah traveling. i forgot we were doing that yeah so we're going to try and talk for a while now and let's get into the other podcast I discovered because this one really interesting. It's called Cereal. You guys might
1: hear some background noise. I'm gonna, Maybe I'm gonna
0: fucking, uh, I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna juice up for this one, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab me a uh, Monster Rehab. You ever drink them
0: Monster Rehab, dude? I don't even know what that is. Is that, is that the Monster Energy drink, but made specifically for hangovers?
1: I mean, they sort of market it that way, but pick one up sometime, because I fucking hate the flavor of energy drinks, Yeah. but this goddamn thing tastes like sweet tea, well, but not the, like that overly sweet tea. that
0: have caffeine in it, because I can't drink anything with caffeine.
1: Oh, yeah, dude, it's got a lot of that shit. Yeah, because caffeine's
0: um, good for hangovers.
1: Yeah, but see, dude, it's also, it's got 200% of your daily value of uh vitamin B3, vitamin B6, vitamin B12... Um, so it's
0: like a five-hour energy, but only with more sugar and in, in a bigger container. Yeah, yeah. Five-hour energy markets itself food. as like uh, 5 million percent vitamin B.
1: Well, they that's the thing is, is they have
0: the bad stuff,
1: the caffeine and all the uppers to like make you feel better. Yeah. But then they have like the vitamins <laughs> in it too,
0: man. So that when you're crashing, you're sort of easing into the crash. You're not plummeting off a cliff. The vitamins sort of like let you down slowly from the caffeine and sugar high.
1: Yeah, dude, they have good stuff that makes you feel better, as well as bad stuff that makes you feel better. It's like the yin and the yang. It it really is, man. It's a perfect balance.
0: Why don't they market it like that? Just as like the yin, instead of like saying it's a hangover recovery, saying it's uh, yeah, sure, it sucks for you. It's like it's like a healthy jolt cola.
1: It's like yeah, if, if Buddha was a weird uh, chemically energy drink, this would be this would be Buddha.
0: <laughs> if Buddha was bipolar. So that uh, you got the zen, but every so often he lashed out and screamed at you and threw a brick at your head for no reason.
1: Yeah, but you know, you got to be awake to throw bricks at people's head for no reason. So it's kinda, it kind of kind of does its job
0: when that happens. <laughs> it's like if Buddha shit his pants, so he's zen and relaxed, but relaxed to the point where you're going to wake up stinky.
1: So he, he looks like a motherfucker that shits himself
0: sometimes. He Not looks like watch. a guy that can't fucking wipe himself. He, he looks like a guy that has to wash himself with a stick, you know, like I don't know how he would wipe.
1: Dude, I always I always thought about this, but you know how they have them all fat in the in the in the statues and stuff. Yeah. He must have been like really really fat, you know. I think the same thing about Henry VIII. If you look at like the the paintings of Henry VIII, oh you've talked it's, about it's this a fat because you said fucking dude,
0: yeah, you you're like when because they're painting. They, it's not Photoshop. It's like Photoshop yeah. in the moment where he looked at a fat picture of himself and said, "Yeah, that's good. I'll go with that one." As opposed to like, dude, fucking give me a six pack.
1: Right, yeah, because you, you know they definitely didn't make the king fatter and <laughs> and, and more hog-like right. than he actually was in real life. So they toned that shit down a lot, enough that he was like, who's that studly-looking motherfucker in that painting? As opposed Same thing to like, with Buddha, man.
0: painting him all fat and like, okay, here's your portrait, off with his head. Fuck, yeah. him, execute that painter. Let's, let's get the next one in here to do a real good job.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know they probably went through a good six, seven beheaded painters right before, before they one was. It
0: out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make him only sort of fat and hideous, and, and, and that, that is what we're seeing now. It's a very toned down version of King Henry VIII. But it's kind of funny because you ever watch that show, The Tudors?
0: We've talked about this. Where the the, uh, the guy doing the jerk off into the sock and all that. Yeah, you 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 love The Tudors, dude. I love The Tudors, but the guy that plays Henry the Eighth, he's
1: like. A fucking a young British Brad Pitt or something, man. No. He is just fucking
0: like <laughs> he's Calvin not like Klein an underwear old model or anything. No, no. And
1: I, I mean, in the last season, I guess the last half of the last season, they they do make him old. But I, I mean, even even before that, he was kind of middle aged. And and I mean, you can look at paintings of Henry the Eighth when he was clearly like in his middle ages or, or whatever, and he's still a fat, ugly dude. He still looks like I—I I don't know, Larry the Cable Guy or something. Got a bunch of old royalty money and <laughs> threw on one of those crazy British jackets from back in the day.
0: Right. He does not look they put good. Put a crown but they, on Larry the Cable Guy, and there's your king, everyone. Dude, yeah. If I had to think of like one example of
1: good-looking person playing an uh, an ugly person from history, you know, and just just totally the the scales being completely shifted this would be the most dramatic example, the show The Tudors.
0: Have you ever seen uh, the movie Moneyball? No, I haven't. That's with uh, um, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill.
1: Brad Pitt was in it? I, I thought it was Matthew McConaughey.
0: No, no, Brad Pitt. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen the movie. But it's, it's a fantastic movie, and I liked the book, too, but it's, it's sort of the same thing you're talking about because Brad Pitt plays a former baseball player that became a general manager of the Oakland A's, and when they're scouting him as a kid in the baseball player, like all the, all the scouts are saying like, look, this is the package right here. You got a good looking kid that can hit, he can throw, he can, you know, you've got the best uh, baseball player in the world. And you're thinking, well, yeah, Brad Pitt. But then you see a picture of the actual guy, you look at the book and like, he's this old balding guy that you can't ever really picture him being young and strapping and handsome. Like, but either way, again, it's like that, that idea of, yeah, here's this bald, lanky sort of Dorky looking general manager. We should get Brad Pitt to play him in the movie. Let's do that.
1: Yeah, I I, I love that because like there's there's actual videos of that guy, Henry the Eighth. We at least got you, you know it's just paintings. And yeah. Even then, you can tell from the paintings, but him that like there's there's videos of what he looks like.
0: Yeah, I mean there's there's everything. There's like actual live sports coverage of of the general manager back when he was a baseball player. But nope, let's get Brad Pitt.
1: That's crazy, man. I
0: can't think of any others like that, but uh, there was one, oh, I can't remember who it was. It was like Newt Gingrich, maybe, or it was when the Republicans just started running. They were doing interviews. Who would you like to play you in your biography? And someone like Newt Gingrich said, "Bat Brad Pitt. And it's like, really, dude? Really? Dude, you, you, might, you might as well. Like,
1: uh, honestly, for a presidential candidate, that's a silly ass question. Like well, that's that's is. not yeah. some but shit they would have fucking had twenty years ago.
0: That's 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 the state we're in. <laughs> Mr. Congressman, who do you think would
1: win in a fight between Batman and Spider Man? Like what
0: did it's, you it's crazy. Did you watch the newsroom when it was on HBO? No, but I've seen clips from it, man. It looked pretty good. The first season was fantastic, the second season was hit and miss, and the third season just sort of fell apart because they didn't care because they realized it was their last season. But they had a moment. They uh, were trying to get, because the the newsroom, it was like a fake CNN or MSNBC, and so they were pitching the Republican Party. They were doing a, a series arc involving the election between Obama and Romney, and they were pitching the Republican Party, putting a debate on their news network, kind of like how you know the Republicans get one on Fox, one on CNN, and they, they just do all these debates in different places. So they were trying to say, and they came up with all these hard-hitting questions and questions that once, they, they'd practice runs, where when they said, okay, you said this, and then you said this, why did you change your stance? And then what they did is they went over tapes of actual answers where the politician, you know, bullshitted their way out of it, and then they said we have follow-up questions that we'll talk about how they're, they're bullshit answers. So in the story, the the heads of the Republican Party come in to listen to the pitch, and they the guy leaves furious. He's like, "How the fuck dare you challenge our, you know, our our members with real questions?" And the episode yeah. ends with a clip from the actual Republican debate, one that really happened, and it was like, "All right." Here we gotta ask you, Elvis or Johnny Cash, and that was like, the actual... <laughs> and they showed Michelle Bachman answering and someone else answering, but it's like, that's the state of politics these days. Like you just said, who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman, or whatever? What's your, fra- but when yeah, and that it was just disgusting and scary to think that that but the actual live clip was Elvis or Johnny Cash.
1: Yeah, it's 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 silly, man. That's that's why we have. Dudes like Trump running. It, it's it's just fucking reality TV show nonsense, man.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, we were going to talk about the other podcast, but we're right at 29 minutes now. So what we're going to do is we're going to call this uh, part one of part two discussing nonsense and podcasts. Couldn't Didn't even have to, but I already mentioned it earlier. So we're going to sign off right now, folks. Uh, see you next week where we talk about the other podcast I found, Serial. Goodbye.
1: Later.